Season 3, episode 100. Yeah, I got to checking. Um, now, the new season, I think next week, <clears throat> will finish up season 3. So this is the next to the last week of season 3. Starting the week of whenever August 20th is going to be. So that'll be season 4. And over the past three seasons, there have been a total of 219 episodes. So this is a total of 220. This is episode 220 of all of the of all the seasons. But it's episode 100 of season three, because you know in other seasons we were doing a podcast a week, and then the stupidity just got out of hand. We had to have two podcasts a week. The bonus episode, like you're listening to right now, and the regular weekend episode. So, who knows in the next season whether we will keep it at two episodes a week or branch off and grow even more stupid. Who knows? But I'm back from vacation. I had a lovely time spending a week in Maine, getting up at the crack of dawn to see the sunrise over a lighthouse eating crab cakes and lobster rolls, um, going on a boat ride to look at lighthouses, and breathing in the sea breeze, and having frizzy, humid hair, because it's so humid up there. But uh, back to the grind, and back to the stupidity. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. I'm back from vacation, ready for another midweek bonus episode of my stupid world. Yes, I'm insane, Eric Lane, and I am especially insane trying to get back from vacation. You know, you always leave vacation with, you know, being a little bit behind at work. And you come back from vacation and you're behinder at work. But it was a good vacation. As, uh, you know, we... Got to see some lighthouses and some ships and some ocean, and I had my lobster roll. That was my biggest treat. You know, we went and had fresh Maine lobster roll. Uh, you know, and you look at the menu and all the other items that are listed, the price, and you get to lobster roll and it says market. You know, <laughs> you're kind of like, okay, what's behind door number one? When we got the bill, the wife says, you know, your lobster roll cost $29, so you're done. No dessert for me. Okay. Okay, well, whatever. But it was good. It was good. Fresh Maine lobster, a little butter drizzled over the top, coleslaw and fries. Oh, yes, very good. By the way, I will pass along the recommendation. If you are ever in Portland, Maine and you want good lobster rolls, it's Becky's Diner. Nothing finer. Right. That's right. Becky's Diner in Old Port. Check it out. I did not get paid for that endorsement, by the way. The folks that were very nice, the food was good, the lobster roll was fresh and delicious. Mm -mm -mm. And I had my crab cake while I was there, too. You don't go to Maine and not eat seafood, you know? The best part, though, is, you know... <laughs> 
We, we got up in the morning because my wife wanted to see the sunrise over the ocean at a lighthouse. Now, I get up at 3.30 in the morning during the week anyway to do my radio show. I hadn't planned on getting up in the middle of the night on vacation to watch the sun come up, but I did. And I was there. We were there about 10 minutes before the sun rose. And it was nice. It was picturesque. I got some good pictures. My wife was snapping pictures right and left. And she comes to me and asks, well, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, it's the same sun that rises over Burger King every morning when, I, when I'm at work. And uh, then I got accused of sucking the romance out of everything. Anyway, I'm just being stupid. That's why I host the podcast, okay? And we're so glad that you've decided to come and check out the podcast because I know you were searching for stupidity. But stop searching. Subscribe, and then you won't have to search for stupidity anymore, okay? Hit that little subscribe button on your podcast player. And give it a review and a rating, a five-star rating, because this is five-star five stupidity I find here, okay? And uh, share it. Share the stuff with your friends. They want to know what's stupid, too, okay? And as I've said before, a little hack here. Download each of the episodes. That way you can listen buffer-free. That's what I was doing. I was listening to podcasts on our trip to Maine. And I download all my podcasts because you never know what what the lack of cell service or Wi-Fi that you will have. So you can, you can listen buffer-free. Nothing will interrupt you if you don't have adequate coverage. Okay? So, um, and like I said, this is uh, the midweek bonus episode. So um, there is the weekend episode, the regular episode. That'll be coming up this coming weekend with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. So, uh, well, we'll tell you about that a little later on. But in the meantime, some of the things that have taken place over the couple of weeks or so that there was no consistent stupidity. And folks are still really bemoaning the final disappearance of the Choco Taco. Yep. We can pour one out for the Choco Taco, the beloved Klondike product packaged ice cream in a taco-shaped cone has been discontinued. That's right. Over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio and have had to make the very tough decisions to ensure the availability of our full portfolio nationwide. Now, that's the business explanation that a representative of Klondike brand told CNN Business through an email and added, we know this may be very disappointing. You could possibly still find Choco Tacos around as sellers run through their inventory, as the representative said, but I think it's only appropriate that we begin our podcast episode this time with a fitting funeral for this summer treat. We gather today in memory of the Choco Taco. Its sudden death came after Klondike said it would focus on other products. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, the Choco Taco gave its life. Some might call it a nutty sacrifice. When the Taco Bell rings, a Taco Angel gets its wings. Oh, Choco Taco. We shall miss your waffle cone shell, your swirls of fudge mixed with vanilla ice cream that was always slightly freezer burnt, the way you were often sidelined on the ice cream truck by the SpongeBob on a stick, though not as popular as the bars, 
the cones or the cookie sandwich, you've been a vital part of the Klondike family for almost 40 years and are looking down upon us from Choco Heaven. May you rest in peanuts. Taking away our Choco Tacos. Yeah, that sound you're hearing is our forefathers spinning in their graves. Yeah. And you thought overturning Roe v. Wade-inspired protests, huh? Well, there was a guy in England. He got his Tesco Supermarket Club card QR code tattooed on the inside of his wrist. Not for fashionable reasons. No, it was much more practical. So he would never forget it when he went shopping. This is really kind of brilliant, you know? Dean Mayhew is his name. He's a scaffolder from Horsham. He says, despite shopping in Tesco up to three times a day, he always finds himself having to pay more because he forgot his loyalty card. So after several months of deliberation, the 30-year-old decided he will get the QR code for his card tattooed on his right forearm. He now collects club card points and gets discounts on groceries every time he shops. Yes. Dean spent half an hour getting a tattoo at a star tattoo in Surrey before popping to a Tesco Express to find out if it worked. Well, did it actually work? Yes! Dean's tattoo artist Dan Rossiter said he'd never had a customer ask for a Tesco club card throughout his entire 12-year career. My feeling is, why did you put it on your arm? Okay? See, you could do several things. See, for me, you could put your Tesco supermarket club card QR code on your pectoral muscle. See, that would be really cool because then you would walk up and say, you know, if they ask you if you have your card, you can just lift up your shirt and say, here, scan this. See, that's what I would do. <laughs> just for the, for the stupidity of it. Well, you can get a DUI now, even if you're driving 5 to 10 miles per hour. Did you know that? That's right. There's a 39-year-old man in Florida by the name of Aaron Gregory. Aaron was arrested for drunk driving a Walmart scooter down the aisle, running into shelves and displays and almost hitting other customers with the scooter. By the way, Aaron was really tanked. When the police got there, he couldn't even stand on his own, needed to be hauled out on a stretcher. And he had a backpack with him in the scooter's basket, which contained an open bottle of Smirnoff vodka. He was charged with four misdemeanors, including DUI, disorderly intoxication, possession of an open container of alcohol, and he's being held on a $3,000 bond. That's right. DUI on a Walmart scooter. Boy, oh boy, you can't get any more white trash than that, can you? And then there's a McDonald's customer that went to the fast food chain to chow down on some McNuggets, but there was a problem, as you might expect. What he received in his order was definitely not that. A TikTok user by the handle at Shuttle uploaded a video in the McDonald's parking lot highlighting the difference between what he ordered and what he actually got. All right, man, I'm not good at math, 
but I know I ordered a 10-piece nugget meal, he says in the video. Then he opens up the box that's supposed to contain his nuggets, and it revealed actually just one giant chicken patty. I'm pretty sure that's not 10, he says in a fit of laughter. Now, that's something you probably never have heard about, have you? McDonald's getting an order wrong. Wow. Of course, you probably should see what the guy who ordered the giant chicken patty got. That's even funnier. <laughs> and, well, then there's the scientist who is asking us to please pardon his French joke. This is beautiful. He's a French scientist by the name of Etienne Klein. He posts an image. He says, this is an image from the James Webb telescope showing Proxima Centauri. That's the closest star to the sun, located about 4.2 light years away. He said, this level of detail, a new world, is unveiled every day. The image shows this beautiful red disk with swirling white orbs against a black background. But we weren't looking at space. It wasn't the final frontier. No, it was a slice of chorizo. <laughs> yes, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Now, Klein claims that it was an intentional joke. Did I also mention that... Um, He's a scientist? Well, yeah. This intentional joke was meant to, quote, raise awareness about fake news online, which is kind of silly. I mean, the point is to make sure people get their information from a trusted, legitimate source, like a scientist. He later posted the real image that is from the James Webb Telescope. It's the Chariot Wheel Galaxy, and of course, I trust that, not just because he's still an authority, but because NASA also posted the same picture. But you got to admit, it's pretty... By the way, the tweet with the picture of Chorizo that he posted got uh, over 100,000 likes. Yeah. Which probably says more about the gullibility of the people that looked at it than it does for the scientists who pulled the little joke online. <clears throat> to some degree, I give him two thumbs up on that. I really do. I think that's, I think that's just fantastic, you know? I love it whenever you can just t do that and people just chomp right down on it, just like they're chomping down on a piece of chorizo. Well, here's a video that's going viral, of a grandma in England. This is priceless. Grandma did not get run over by a reindeer. No, grandma got stuck in a playground tunnel because, well, she's trying to keep up with the grandkids. The New York Post writes, Donna Turner made a TikTok titled, Mum Stuck in a Tunnel, that showed her mother Tina in a wire tunnel at a playground in an attempt to keep up with the grandkids. The video shows Tina trying to shimmy her way out of the tunnel. Well, she kept trying, but there was no position that allowed her to get all the way out. Now, viewers can hear her daughter in the background yelling, just put your head forward. But Tina says, I can't. I'm too fat to get round. <laughs> Backup then came to the rescue. We have Sean, who's Donna's brother, 
and Tina's son also climbed into the tunnel next to Tina, tried to use his feet to try to push Grandma out of the tunnel. Sean then tried to show his mom how to turn herself over, but Tina said she couldn't. Now, Grandma Tina does end up escaping, uh, but this is the part of her family trying to get her unstuck from the playground. Climb back up. Climb back up. Yes, you can. Just go on your back. Go on your back and climb back up. You have to put your head first now. She's going to get stuck. That's the wrong way. Eventually, the entire playground was invested in Tina breaking free from the tunnel. As viewers can hear someone in the background say, come on, Tina. Donna thought her phone battery would die by the time the video ended. Thankfully, though, before any sort of the fire department was needed to be called, Tina was able to lie on her back and flip herself over to get out. Or maybe she flopped herself over to get out. I don't know. People flocked to the comments to talk about just how funny they thought the whole experience was. OMG, I can't breathe watching this, one commenter wrote. Another one added, Bless her. I bet she was glad that she put on her modesty shorts under her dress. This has made my day, said a third person. Modesty shorts? Wow. Well, when people find themselves at a site where a famous movie or TV show was filmed, they, you know, usually want to get a photo op mimicking something that they saw on the TV show or movie, right? So it's not surprising that a couple was at one of the locations from Game of Thrones and they were spotted there having sex. It happened at King's Landing, which is actually the in the Old Town area of uh, Dubrovnik, Croatia. The woman bent over. The man, you know, did his thing. Oh, and somebody nearby just happened to be nearby to capture it on video. It's fitting that um, they were doing it near the spot where uh, Lena Hetty's character, Cerise Lannister, was shamed because they were shamed by a passerby and they had to cut the action a little short. <laughs> Apparently, most people walked right by figuring they were just filming another season, I guess. I don't know. but Well, what is the craziest excuse you've ever heard when someone gets caught red-handed? You know, I'm sure if you've had kids, you've heard some pretty good ones, right? Well, cops in Florida caught a 31-year-old man with a glass pipe attempting to light up. So he sees the police, he tries to walk away, but they caught up with him. Well, that's when he informed the cops, quote, Uh, meth is legal now. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. The man was busted on a felony drug possession charge as well as resisting police, which is a misdemeanor. By the way, the same guy was also arrested just three months prior for possession of meth and drug paraphernalia. So apparently it wasn't legal then either. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do these guys honestly think, look, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Oh, well, this is some MacGyver level crime right here, though. Inmates at a jail in Wichita, Kansas, got caught smuggling drugs in a, in, they were smuggling these drugs into a hole that they somehow managed to make in reinforced plastic windows. Now, officials weren't sure how they managed it, but now they know. One of the inmates softened the plastic up using hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> now, if you remember 
a few episodes back, there were some Weisenheimer boys that decided they wanted to see if they could get their jollies by smearing hemorrhoid cream on their male members. I don't think it had the same effect, but the inmate agreed to tell them how he did it if they moved him to a different prison. Now, they haven't revealed the guy's name, but he says the way he did it was he smeared the window with hemorrhoid cream. Then he took a lighter to it for three and a half hours to soften up the plastic. My question is, how did the guy manage to use a lighter in a prison for three and a half hours without getting caught? I don't know. But once it was soft, he then used a drain pipe from a sink to punch a hole through the window. Then they made a rope out of torn fabric, pushed it through the hole, and had somebody outside tie it to a sock full of contraband and pull it back in. Obviously, the inmates are in trouble, but the biggest revelation was that a 22-year-old prison guard caught them in the act and didn't say a thing. So now he's facing jail time. Okay. Yes, indeed. That's our, that is our incarceration system for you there, boys. And I thought this was pretty fascinating. We have a respected Polish scientific institute classifying domestic cats as an invasive alien species, citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife. Did I mention it was a Polish scientific institute? You can make all the jokes you want to. I'm not politically correct, okay? And I'm not Polish either. Some cat lovers actually have reacted rather emotionally, expectedly, to this month's decision and put the key scientist behind it on the defensive. His name is Wojciech Solaras. He's a biologist at the state-run Polish Academy of Sciences. Wasn't really prepared for the disapproving public response when he entered Felis Catus, that's the scientific name for the common house cat, into a national database run by the Academy's Institute of Nature Conservation. Now, the database already has 1,786 other species listed with no objections. Solars told the Associated Press, the uproar over invasive alien species number 1,787, he says, may have resulted from some media reports that created the false impression his institute was calling for feral and other cats to be euthanized. Solar has described the growing scientific consensus that domestic cats have a harmful impact on biodiversity given the number of birds and mammals they hunt and kill. The criteria for including the cat among alien and invasive species are 100% met by the cat, he said. In a television segment aired by independent broadcaster TVN, the biologist faced off against a veterinarian who challenged Solaris's conclusion on the dangers pussycats pose to wildlife. Now, we have the crazy cat lady here who wants to talk a little bit about the Polish government calling the house cat an invasive alien species. The people of Poland, you know the Polish people, the government there says that kitty cats are an invasive species, like 
Aliens! Can you believe that? Who would believe that my little fur babies would be capable of bursting out of somebody's chest and then hugging their face until they die? Actually, when I was little, I had a kitty baby that laid down on my brother's face all night while he was asleep. The cat must have known he was going to pass in his sleep that night and wanted to keep his face warm. Good kitty. <gasps> oh my god! I just realized something. Maybe that cat was an alien, and that's why it had such superior medical diagnosis skills. Unbelievable. Cats are aliens. Who knew? You know who agrees with calling cats an alien invasive species, don't you? Hmm? Dogs. Forget the damage that cats cause to the birds and other wildlife. What about the damage they do to the back of your couch? You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Well, you might say this is the insane two weeks in review, where Representative Cory Bush, a member of the Progressive Squad, refused to answer whether she would back President Biden if he were to run for a second term. You could say that she was beating around the bush. Nobody wants Joe to run or walk or even bike. It's all too dangerous for him. Now, she didn't provide a legit answer. She's like a fellow squad member, AOC, taking a fifth grade math test. Over half of Americans feel like that they're in imminent danger at least once a day. And the rest of us don't tune in to CNN every night. A new poll of 2,000 Americans analyzed how they feel about their personal safety and found 52% feel on edge every single day. There's no way this was conducted in cities like Chicago, New York, or L.A., not just because the percentage would be way higher, but also because these people would have been robbed during the polling. And TBS is pulled full frontal with Samantha Bee from the network after seven seasons. And now Guantanamo Bay interrogators are scrambling to find another legalized form of torture. There are a lot of questions to answer following the cancellation. Mainly, what took TBS so long? Bree Ticey, 
the breast, who breastfed her and Nick Cannon's newborn son, Legend, while doing her hair and makeup in an Instagram snap, because it didn't really happen if you didn't post it on social media for the whole world to see, right? Yeah, this uh, baby was definitely going at it, too. But one thing's for sure, nobody had more boobs in their mouth than Nick Cannon. WNBA player Brittany Griner was interrogated by a Russian judge before she got her nine-year sentence. Hopefully the judge, though, took pity on her whenever he learned how much she hates America. I mean, she could have gotten a lot more than just nine years. Disgraced news anchor Chris Cuomo used his comeback to shrudge off job-ending sexual misconduct allegations against him. Under CNN's office etiquette policy, Cuomo was a goner, but Jeffrey Tubin stuck it out for another year. The Cuomos were riding high during COVID, and now they'd be lucky to get on Dancing with the Stars. It's what a shame, too, you know, because they were so good at Dancing with the Truth. The former CNN star is suing the network for staggering a, a, what, $125 million in damages after saying they damaged his credibility. Amazingly, though, the idea that he ever had any credibility in the first place couldn't be the craziest thing ever said by a CNN anchor. A new study claims air pollution is causing dementia. And no wonder President Biden is so against climate change. A folk music festival in Rhode Island used stationary bicycles to power its sound system. Although I can't believe they would even consider riding bicycles after one of them assaulted our president. Carolina Lecker, a Miss Bum Bum pageant contestant who has graced the cover of Playboy Africa, says she currently has sex up to five hours per day to lose weight. And now millions of men around the world are applying to be her personal trainer. Lecker says, we lose a lot of calories having sex. Besides, it's a normal thing, which is good for your health. So instead of jumping in the pool and doing a few laps via doggy paddle, now you can jump in bed and go a few rounds via doggy style. A new report claims China is working to combine elements of Disney stories with Chinese culture. So get ready for Mickey Mel and Donald Duck Sauce. Well, if you want to see Adele in concert, that'll set you back a few hundred dollars at minimum. But her Las Vegas residency is already commanding prices above $40,000 per seat. Forty grand? That's kind of amazing to think anybody can be that rich and that depressed. And just wait until these people order drinks. Forty grand will feel like a down payment. The owner of Dal the Dallas Cowboys has apologized for using an offensive term for disabled people. From now on, he promises to call them by their proper name, the New York Jets. A new study finds that doing household chores can reduce the risk of dementia, which is why President Biden will now start changing his own diapers. JetBlue Airways has reached an agreement to buy Spirit Airlines to create the fifth largest carrier in the country. Buying Spirit totally makes sense because JetBlue's service is also in the toilet these days. I mean, the Queens-based JetBlue has agreed to pay $33.50 a share in cash for Spirit as part of a $3.8 billion deal. And if you think that's high, you should see the average Spirit pilot. <clears throat> The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia announced plans to build a new type of city based 
on radical futuristic concepts. In fact, it's so futuristic, there's even talk of letting women wear shorts and pick who they marry. <clears throat> it's called The Line, a traditional city reconfigured into a 100-mile-long compact community. And the biggest line you'll see outside of the Hunter Biden laptop videos. <clears throat> the Saudis say their goal is to reduce humanity's carbon footprint and create a pristine utopia for everyone to enjoy. Except, of course, for gays and Jews, black people, <clears throat> Persians, Shiites, feminists, journalists, and anybody who likes alcohol. Former President Trump teed off at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey for the LIV Golf Pro-Am event, whereas President Biden will only be invited to tee off at the tournament that closely aligns with his border policy, the U.S. Open. <clears throat> Joe Biden also announced on Twitter that he's been diagnosed with COVID-19 again. Technically speaking, this is the second positive result of his presidency. Now, the tweet came from Biden's account. So I don't think, I think we should probably double check that he's not just tweeting about the first result and didn't realize it. White House doctors say that president's symptoms were mild, but enough about the dementia. <clears throat> Gary, Indiana has been named the most miserable place in the U.S. to live in a new survey. People in New Jersey are demanding a recount. The transit options to Gary, Indiana aren't good, the most common way to get there is through bad luck and poor choices. <clears throat> Best Buy has opened its first store with virtual employees in North Carolina. It's actually a safety precaution because this way there'll be less people to trample on Black Friday. Customers who shop in the virtual store will still be able to ask humans for help via Zoom or by calling customer service. And if you think it's hard getting a human on the phone now, just wait until every Best Buy shopper in the store is on hold. It's going to be pretty entertaining because people are going to be walking around screaming into their phones all day. I want to speak to a human being. Alex Jones's controversial InfoWars site is filed for bankruptcy. This is a true story, unlike most of what you read on that site. Tough times for Alex Jones. First, his website went broke. Then the government pumped drinking water into the neighborhood that turned his cat gay. <clears throat> Iran has reportedly threatened to build nuclear warheads and warned that it has the capability to turn New York into, quote, hellish ruins. To which the people of New York responded, too late, pal. New York a post-apocalyptic wasteland with zombies and rats the size of footballs. Of course, if Iran dropped a nuke, it would somehow look even worse. A new Star Wars book suggests Obi-Wan Kenobi is bisexual, which would explain why he loves to play with lightsabers. Wow, Obi-Wan, bisexual. No wonder he was so sad when he lost his pal Anakin Thighwalker. 
President Biden announced a team to coordinate and manage the White House's monkeypox response efforts as the virus spreads into cities and states around the nation. It's kind of amazing they're putting together a team for this, considering that the easiest way to avoid monkeypox is to simply stop sharing your banana. <clears throat> California, Illinois, and New York have declared monkeypox states of emergencies, making the millions of people who've already fled to those states even happier than they were before. <clears throat> Researchers from the University of Pennsylvania are reporting that Fox, MSNBC, and CNN have become even more politically polarizing over the past 10 years, which is why people on the right and people on the left get along about as well as a cobra and a mongoose. All three networks steadily became more polarized during that period, especially directly after the 2016 presidential election, which is kind of odd because... You'd think they'd all unite after consistently being called FNN, you know, fake news networks. <clears throat> House Speaker Nancy Pelosi left Taiwan after her visit that inflamed U.S. tensions with China. The news will undoubtedly sadden millions of Americans because that means Nancy is definitely coming home. Pelosi's trip had so enraged mainland China that the country's most popular social media platform, Weibo, crashed for about 30 minutes, which is kind of odd because over here, we're just used to Nancy crashing stock markets. And throughout the week, President Biden still continued testing positive for COVID-19 after suffering from a rebound infection. The CDC is recommending six feet of distance when greeting invisible people now. Of course, I'm sure Joe is eating plenty of ice cream during this tough time, because as you know, Jill's helping out also by acquiring as many of the remaining Choco Tacos as possible. Leslie Grant, the star of Batgirl, the $90 million DC film that was cut by Warner Brothers, has spoken out about the unexpected twist of fate for the first time. She thought the producers were messing with her, but it turns out they aren't jokers. Sharing behind-the-scenes footage from the film... Grace said she was proud of the movie and her first social media post since the sad news. In fact, the only person prouder of such a gigantic failure is Jill Biden. Senate Democrats approved sweeping legislation on health care, climate and taxes along a party line. And President Biden was so excited that he needed not one, but two pairs of Depends changed. Democrats are celebrating the bill that raises taxes on the middle class and sneaks in climate subsidies under pretend inflation reduction. This is kind of like a football coach dumping the Gatorade on himself after losing 55 to 10. Almost 70% of Americans said in a new poll that they believe the U.S. economy is getting worse. And the other 30% possibly think it can't possibly get any worse. Shockingly, there were actually 12% of the respondents who said the U.S. economy was getting better. Jeez, those people must have even lower standards than a drunk guy at a bar. It's being reported that North Korea called U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi the worst destroyer of international peace and stability. But if you think that's bad, you should do what the average American calls her. You would think something like this would break Pelosi's spirit, but... The spirits in her liquor cabinet are just fine. CNN's Brian Steltler has finally admitted that Hunter Biden's scandal is not just a right-wing media story. Yeah, normally uh, Steltler's uh, show is so bad he gets graded with an F, but he finally told the truth. So I think I'll give him a CNN+.
Stetler even admitted that the Hunter scandal may prevent a Biden run in 2024. Yeah, well, it'll either be the scandal or the fact that by 2024, Biden will only be able to communicate by mumbling into his applesauce. And finally, Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli flipped out on umpires after a bad overturned call. It's too bad, too, because usually everyone loves a story about twins exhibiting naughty behavior. Baldelli called the whole affair beyond embarrassing and pathetic, which is coincidentally how most twin fans refer to their ball club. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards goes to a 29-year-old man arrested by the Brevard County Sheriff's Office. Corey Johnson from Acala told deputies he'd taken a Ford F-150 without the owner's permission three days before driving it to Patrick Space for Space. According to the deputies, Johnson said he didn't know who owned the vehicle. Upon investigation, detectives discovered the vehicle was stolen from Rivera Beach. Brevard County deputies said when Johnson tried to get on the base, he claimed to be warning the government about a fight happening between Chinese dragons and U.S. aliens. Johnson also told deputies he was sent by the President of the United States to give the warning and that in his mind, he heard the President tell him to steal the vehicle. He was arrested and now is facing charges for grand theft of a motor vehicle. Johnson is in custody at the Brevard County Jail. This guy thinks there's a fight between Chinese dragons and U.S. aliens? Of course, with all the insanity in the world these days, would anyone be that surprised? Sure, dragons probably aren't real, but based on some of our politicians and business leaders, it's hard to believe that aliens don't exist. And then there's this chaos at the Helena, West Helena, Arkansas, Walmart lands a pharmacist in jail. The Walmart Supercenter in West Helena, Arkansas, is almost always bustling with folks. 
buying essentials or having prescriptions filled. However, one customer got an unexpected and frightening response from a longtime well-known pharmacist when she came to pick up her infant daughter's medicine. The woman did not want to talk about the incident, but her mother did. She is given the name of her daughter to pick up the prescription, and his words were, you're a demon, and that I'm gonna effing kill you, said Laura Wheeler. According to Laura Wheeler's daughter, the pharmacist started trashing the pharmacy, threw objects at the pharmacy's plexiglass windows, and then took his unexplained rampage into the main part of the store. Helena West Helena Police confirmed they were called to the Walmart just afternoon to a report of a subject having, quote, a violent episode, and that multiple people received minor injuries. Police aren't releasing the name of the pharmacist taken into custody and told WREG-TV in Memphis that he is in the Phillips County Detention Center in Arkansas on a 72-hour hold while the investigation continues and charges are determined. The pharmacist thought he was dealing with pure evil, but he wasn't even on the phone with a pharmaceutical representative. His freakout kind of makes perfect sense, though. I mean, if I lived in Arkansas again, I'd probably have an occasional meltdown, too. Or how about this? A 39-year-old man was arrested on allegations of driving a motorized scooter while drunk and crashing into shelves at a Walmart in Melbourne, Florida. According to Melbourne police, the man was driving a Walmart scooter, had in his open backpack sitting in the scooter basket where an opened bottle of Smirnoff vodka could be seen. Police said the man was seen swaying in the scooter and running into shelves, and he nearly struck other customers. Police said the man had glassy eyes and smelled like alcohol. The scooter driver was unresponsive when he was asked to show his ID and had to be taken onto a patrol vehicle on the on a stretcher. The man refused to uh, refused a breath test whenever he was taken into custody, according to police. The man was booked into the Brevard County Jail on charges of DUI, refusal with prior citation, disorderly intoxication possession of an open container of alcohol. Walmart workers were stunned to see a drunk man in their store, mainly because it's just unusually, it's usually meth heads that's in there, you know? It's kind of crazy, though, he was crashing into shelves, but luckily nothing fell because there's barely anything on the shelves these days anyway. Now, what about this? This flash twerk party on a New York City subway was off the rails, Straffigeners struggled to hold on to their morals as a collection of voluptuous vixens dressed in skimpy black bikinis jumped, gyrated, and jiggled during a makeshift pool party hosted inside an L-train car. WTF is going on here, questioned one stunned Twitter spectator beneath a viral clip of twerking ladies offering up lap dances and shots of liquor to subway passengers during a recent rush hour commute. The chaotically cringeworthy clip shared by user at underscore Mike from Queens has fetched over a half million Twitter views when the unnamed women weren't busy shaking their moneymakers while travelers watched and filmed in awe, the party animals took turns hurling their bodies across a slip-and-slide that was stationed on the train's floor and lubricated with bottled water. The temptresses uh, enjoyed the rest of their joyride by bouncing their bottoms on the crotches of male bystanders and twerking on each other in an inflatable pool. 
Unsurprisingly, outraged online onlookers could not believe their eyes. However, some fearless fun lovers praised the pack of dancing divas for making a splash out of the evening shuttle. This is the most lit mm, shite ever, exclaimed a Twitter thumbs-upper, punctuating his support of the underground get-down with a drooling emoji. The MTA, however, was not amused. The New York City subway system has gotten a lot of bad press recently, but now things seem to be taking a twerk for the best. <laughs> Hard to believe, though, that the subway is underground, mainly because these writers saw a full moon. And you got to check this one out. A woman accused of threatening to blow up her ex-husband and his new fiance threw a package out of her car window prompting a bomb squad to investigate and discover a surprising object. Officers responded to a towing business in Nashville, Tennessee, about 7.20 in the evening. A man told police his ex-wife had been harassing and stalking him and his new fiancé. He said she came to the tow yard in the morning to confront the couple and told him she'd, quote, put him in jail. The man told police his ex-wife called the business later that afternoon, yelling and threatening him and said, I'm going to blow y'all up before she hung up. About, about 6.30 that evening, surveillance videos captured the woman driving in front of the tow yard and throwing a bag out of the driver's side window. The man and his fiancée feared for their safety and called the cops. Police officers and hazardous device units shut down the whole block where the towing business is located to investigate this package. What they found, though, was a package containing a sex toy, not an explosive Officers arrested the woman, charged her with two counts of false reporting. You know, you just can't blame the police, though, for being cautious. I mean, after all, they were dealing with a very suspicious package, right? They thought it was a bomb. Turns out it was a sex toy. But I guess they're kind of similar in that both things make people scream. And you'll never believe this. A 31-year-old Florida man stole 125 memorial vases from a cemetery and sold them off to a scrap metal yard. Douglas Deck Jr. was found with fentanyl on him, facing multiple felony charges after selling the brass pieces that are attached to concrete headstones for $1,149. The ornaments that totaled 661 pounds were used to hold fresh flowers for the deceased at Memorial Park Funeral Home near Deck's home. Now, investigators tracked the missing vases to a local scrap metal yard and recovered 124 of them, Deck was seen on surveillance video inside the store, and his bicycle was later found near the graveyard. The theft cost the cemetery about $150,000 in damages. Deputy said Deck, who had 0.25 grams of fentanyl on him during the arrest, eventually copped to the heists. He was charged with four counts of dealing in stolen property, one count of damage or removal of a tomb or a monument, and possession of a controlled substance. Bond was set at about $107,000 as Deck remains in the Pinellas County Jail, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Kind of hard to imagine someone doing this, though, you know. I'm not sure what's worse. These people being dead or this guy being dead inside. He stole over 100 memorial vases. I guess you can say he definitely earned it. <clears throat> Okay, one more. After throwing an urn containing a family member's ashes at someone... A naked 46-year-old man from Sebastian, Florida, was arrested one early Saturday morning. According to the Sebastian Police Department, Scott Cornwell got into a heated argument with the victim, 
which then escalated when Cornwell threw a glass-style urn at their head. Officers arrived on the scene. They found the victim at a neighbor's house. Their face had multiple swollen, bloody masses bursting open. The victim was transported to the Sebastian Hospital, where it was later discovered they had a fractured nasal cavity. Officers began to surround Cornwell's home after the victim warned the police that Cornwell owned multiple firearms. Police say they attempted to call Cornwell multiple times over the phone and by knocking on the windows, but there was no response. The Sebastian Police Department said after an hour, Cornwell left his home completely nude and was taken into custody by police. He was charged with aggravated battery. Kind of hard to believe this incident occurred on a Saturday. I was fully expecting an Ash Wednesday. I tell you, these Florida guys committing crazy crimes, they're always naked. When they die and are cremated, I think their ashes need to be dumped in the middle of a nudist colony. Anyway, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it. Give it a five-star rating because I try to pick five-star stupidity. And if you really want to go out on a limb, write a stupid review of the podcast. I just might read it on an upcoming episode. If you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up a little more prominently in searches for people that are out there desperate and searching for stupidity. You can also help by sharing the podcast on your social media feeds because your friends are looking for something stupid and you don't want to be known for being stingy with stupidity. By the way, you can hit that subscribe button too and get your stupid fix automatically every time a new episode is published to your podcast player. And another little hack, like I said earlier, download every episode. Then you can listen buffer free if you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage. And by the way, if you're still looking for a really good podcast app, I recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store absolutely free. They have a couple of paid versions. Either way, it is amazingly customizable. I use it. I love it. Of course, you know, besides this bonus feed, there is the weekend feed that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. We've got more stupid stories from Florida and beyond, which comes along every weekend. Pancho also answers questions from people seeking to tap his sage wisdom. Also, they ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions. And you can also play along with Pancho in the weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Don't forget also, you can interact with the podcast through the Telegram Messenger app. I love this app. It's a great messenger app. It's uh, very secure. And you can download that messenger app and then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. I'll be posting links to a lot of the stupid stories from all of the episodes. There you can read the articles, check out the videos and the photos and make comments about what you've read or even what you've heard on the podcast and share the articles with your friends. You can preview the channel and get a link to download that awesome Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me forward slash insane E-R-I-K L-A-N-E. The app is available in desktop or mobile versions. They've got platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, you can also follow me on social media. Just look up the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. Or better yet, just find all of this information in one stop shop at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. Now, I have one final thought before I wrap this up. Life is too short to be serious all the time. So, 
if you can't laugh at yourself, call me. I'll laugh at you. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.